Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Dominic Parker. Coach Parker is an assistant coach at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. We talked to him today about giving players confidence, going somewhere where you can grow, learning through being let go, and how to be determined and persistent. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor. Coach Parker, I, you know, I look forward to this. Uh, you know, I know you and I talked over social, and I felt like you'd be a, a great interview because of your perspective, where you've been, the things that you've done, and then now where you're at. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's worth other coaches hearing your story, your experience. And also kind of like your perspective on where you're headed as well. So let's just go ahead and jump into this, Coach. Uh, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? Uh, well, um, I'm, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, that's a big basketball state with, you know, UNC and Duke. Um, and I was introduced to the game by my father. Um, you know, he played. Um, so he would actually take me to the rec with him. And, you know, I would watch him play with – with all the adults and, you know, I was too little to play. Um, so what he would do is he would, uh, sit me to like the side basket and, um, he would say, I'll give you a dollar if you make five in a row. Oh, wow. So, you know, you know, being little, um, you know, that was a challenge, but, you know, as I got older, you know, um, I started getting those dollars and, you know, he started upping <laughs> the price with stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he got to a point where he's like, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going, I'm not going to, uh, pay you anymore and um you know i actually <laughs> fell in love with the game you know yeah yeah uh, me and him was actually talking about this the other day um how you know i i say he tricked me but um you know he's like man i got you in the right direction so <laughs> yeah yeah no he uh we all look at to see what our kids are good at and especially if we know they have that gene uh which always kind of comes into like athletically inclined or music or whatever the arts or whatever and we know that we can channel their energy towards something that we know they'll be good at we got to do whatever we can to, to get them there and give them a taste of it and there's no for a young kid i don't think there's any better taste than some greenbacks and uh <laughs> you know you can save up for whatever you want or spend on whatever you want man that's that's really that would be really encouraging i think for young kids yeah, for sure. It was for me. So Yeah, no, that's a great story, Coach. So as a player, you know, coming up, what was your experience like? Uh, so coming up as a player, um, you know, I did the whole AAU thing. Um, you know, I started AAU when I was uh, 12 years old, um, got with a group of guys. Um, you know, we actually stayed together till we were 16 years old. Um, but um, you know, I started off with Garner Road Basketball um, Club, which is now I think affiliated with Adidas. Um, so I started off and I played with them. Um, you know, a lot of met some lot, lifelong friends with that organization, um, and 
you know, ultimately I went to high school um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, went to Ravencroft School. It's a private school. Um, you know, had a really good high school career. Um, you know, we was nationally ranked my senior year. Wow. Um, you know, I scored over, I think it was over 1,400 points. Yeah, scored over 1,400 points. Um, I actually played alongside with McDonald's All-American, uh, Ryan Kelly, who actually yeah. went and played at Duke, got drafted to the Lakers. Um, so we was teammates, um, you know. So in, in high school, I had a really good high school career. Um, I got a lot of attention from from all levels. Um, you know, uh, you know, it was my dream to play Division One basketball. I didn't get a chance to do that. But like I said, I had a lot of schools recruiting me from various levels, Division One, Two, II, and Three. Um, and actually, my career uh, ended short. In the Final Four, we actually played Christ School. Um, and I don't know if you know the the Plumley brothers. I think two yeah. of them are in the NBA. Mason yeah, and, so uh, yeah. and Miles. Yeah, Miles. so we played them in the Final Four. And they beat us, and they ultimately won the state championship. Um, so, but I had a really good high school career. I mean, you know, learned a lot. I played for a guy, uh, Kevin Billerman, who actually he played at Duke himself. Um, you know, he's from New Jersey. He taught me a lot about basketball. Um, you know, he's a great coach. Um, so, um, so then, um, you know, ultimately led to uh, I got a scholarship to Lincoln Memorial University in Tennessee. Uh, I was in Harrogate, Tennessee. Funny story with that. Um, the head coach there, uh, Josh Schertz, uh, he was actually the associate head coach at High Point when I, my senior year. Um, and he recruited me a little bit, but, you know, just, you know, wasn't fast enough, wasn't big enough. So he got this job, this Division Two job, and I was one of the first guys he called. Um, so he came for a home visit, um, sat me down and laid it out. And I, mean, I thought it was a great Great, you know, situation, first year program. Um, you know, I believed in what he was trying to do. And, um, you know, uh, played there for two years. Um, had a really good ex- really good experience. I think our first year we was like 14, we was like 500. My sophomore year we won 20 games. Uh, went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, lost in the first round. Uh, but uh, it was a great, great experience, um, you know. Uh, but when I was out there, uh, ultimately uh, my my mother, uh, she got sick. And, um, you know, one thing about me, I'm a big family guy. Uh, Coach Shirts, he knew that. So, um, you know, after the season, my sophomore year, uh, we decided to uh, – thought it would be best for me to transfer to be close to home and be in my family. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I went to uh, Virginia State, which was um, only an hour and 45 minutes from, um, from where I was from in Raleigh. Um, so that worked out. And I finished my career at Virginia State um, and – you know, at Virginia State being an HBCU, you know, growing up, my parents, both my parents went to HBCU. So I got that perspective a lot, you know, for what they did in college and stuff. So I was always intrigued by that. So I was fortunate enough to experience that, what they experienced, and also experience some different things, too. So that's great. That's Coach. pretty. Yeah. No, I, I like what you're t- talking about there with your parents having that experience at the HBCU uh, the, the, that they went to in that, uh, you know, kind of here again, I'm always a proponent of certain environments for kids because not every kid belongs at the, the huge power five school and the environment. Not every kid belongs at the small private or HBCU. But when you have right. environments that are conducive to family, to uh, networking, to feeling like you belong, uh, however that looks, 
you should navigate to those type of places and you'll ultimately be satisfied with your experience because you're not always going to play every second. And, and if you do, great, good for you. Uh, but for the everyday college basketball player, it's one of those things where it matters more where you're at the rest of the time when you're not playing basketball, when you, where you're right. at, you know, what does that look like for you and how do you fit? You know, we talk about culture and fit all the time, but not always do we think that that applies to the actual student body or, uh, you know, kind of like the environment that you'll be in the city, the town and the organization or institution, I should say. So, yeah, that's great that you had those uh, voices in, you know, kind of in your ear, kind of giving you a rundown, uh, especially knowing where you, where you ended up now at, uh, right. at Eastern Shore. So, Coach, given your experience and, you know, here again, you talked about Coach Billerman and his influence in your life. What or who, you know, in, you know, when you think about coaching, introduced you to that option or influenced you to go into coaching? Uh, well, um, coach Billerman was a big reason why I got into coaching. Um, you know, he was, uh, he instilled a lot of confidence in me. He believed in my game, you know, um, he, he thought that, um, you know, he thought I was a good player, you know, and I think for me, you know, just with the coaching, you, you can make kids believe they're a lot better than they actually are. And that, you know, that's what he did for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was a pretty good player, but you know, he made me believe that I was the best player in the state of North Carolina. There you go. Um, you know, he, and he, be, he believed that he instilled that in me and, and it helped me, you know, it, it gave me confidence, you know, and just, just growing up, you know, kids, you know, struggle with, with confidence, but, you know, going with him and playing for him, I mean, you could do no wrong, you know, yeah. and that was a major part why I wanted to get into coaching because I kind of wanted to have the same effects on kids, you know, giving kids confidence because, you know, it's, people come from different backgrounds and, Everybody isn't as fortunate as you and, and different things like that. So just being able to, to give people that confidence to believe in themselves and believe in their abilities, you know, and that's what my head coach, Coach Billerman, you know, he actually recently, they just named the court after him wow. um, at, at the Pretty high good. school. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's touched a lot of lives and playing for him and being with him, um, you know, he was a, he's a big reason, you know, for me getting into coaching, you know, just seeing how he did things and, you know, it just wasn't the high school season. I mean, you know, he would come to your AAU games. You know, he would come, you know, to your graduation cookouts. You know, he just was around and he just wanted what was best for his players. That sounds great, Coach. That sounds like a really um, a good situation for any player that plays under a coach like that, that takes that approach like you talked about, you know, giving others confidence. Like, where do you find that in the, in general, the general society we live in? where people are right. go, going around handing out confidence, like they're usually handing out some kind of indifference, fear, uh, hate, uh, you know, intolerance. Uh, that's really, really what we see. But, uh, you know, here again, coaches out there, we have this kind of effect, I think, on young people if we do it right and the impact. And uh, I just think that's great, a great role model there to have when you look at what the coaching uh, profession should look like. If it just narrowed down to giving others confidence, man, that that's that's pretty good, pretty good stuff. So, Coach, how do you feel like being at HBCU, talking about your parents coming from one, you now working at one? Uh, how how does that differ from other programs that you've been a part of? Uh, well, one thing about um, 
the program I'm at now. Um, my head coach, Jason Crafton, um, you know, he, he's, he's had, uh, he's been around. I mean, he was, he was on staff with Jay Wright at Villanova before, you know, they are, there was the Villanova that they are now, you know, he was there when they were starting out, you know? Um, so being under him, you know, and, and the, his, his whole thing is family, you know, and, and that's one thing about, uh, Maryland Eastern shore is, a uh, it's a big family, you know, we're all together, you know, from, from athletics to the teachers, to everyone on campus, it's just a big family culture. And that's something that, that our program is big on, um, is family. And, um, you know, this one thing, like I said, my head coach is, he, he's really big with that. And, um, we were trying to create that culture of family, you know, um, and it's and it's and it's it's going been going pretty good, you know. It's been going pretty good. So that's great, coach. Like you say, uh, a family. I think that's any small school uh, HBCU that you know. Here again, my experience with HBCUs and from my friends that attended, and kind of the the way it's always painted a picture to me. Like I remember this show called Different World, and it was about a HBCU, and it was always like always oh something always going on student body engaged uh you know faculty administration engaged everybody was there like for a purpose you know it, i always got that perception and so like what i'm hearing is is consistent with that kind of uh i guess uh i and it's not a bad stereotype it's really what i what i believe and here again what i've heard from people who have attended so when as you as a coach how important is it for you when you're looking for a new home like you're in now to consider that, that fit in that culture, uh, you know, for other coaches out there listening, well, how, how important is that? Uh, I think it's very important. I mean, you know, being, being a younger coach and, you know, still, still learning a lot. I mean, you want to go somewhere where you can grow, you know, you can grow as a coach, you can grow as a man, you know, um, you know, I, I just think, being able to go somewhere where you can grow is really big. Being able to get out your comfort zone, um, you know, do some things you wouldn't normally do, um, is gonna is gonna help you in the long run. Um, and and that's one thing that I think is is real big when when you know looking at at different different opportunities and you know you don't you don't want to be comfortable. You know, if you want to move up in this profession, you got to be uncomfortable because it's gonna be a lot of moments when you you are uncomfortable. And you're going to have to perform, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, that I think that's one of the big things that you should really look forward to is, is being able to do those things. Got you. So you talk about age and being young, Coach. Back in 17, 18, you were uh, tagged uh, by Under Armour as a 30 under 30, one of the top 30 guys under 30 in the country as far as assistants are concerned. What kind of uh, – I don't know what kind of pressure or what kind of uh, joy or what, what was that like? I mean, I having never myself never been a part of anything under anything, uh, you know, that kind of recognition could it, did it, did it humble you? Did it make you want to work harder or did you sit back and say, I got this now? I mean, what, what was that like for you? Well, it was, um, it actually was a surprise. You know, I was in the office on um, my, my head coach at the time, John Kikorian at CNU, um, he got really excited. He said, yeah, yeah. He was just screaming. I was like, coach, what's going on? He said, you check your email. And I saw my email and I made it. Um, and it, it was a blessing, you know, just, 
you know, I've been coaching for seven years now and to, to see someone notice and have that recognition was just a blessing. I was just thankful yeah. to, to be able to have an honor like that. I mean, there's so many good coaches out there yeah. and um, to, to be recognized as, you know, the top 30 under 30. I mean, that's a good accolade personally, but, you know, it's, it's a blessing because there's a lot of good coaches out there who deserve to be on that list. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to be on that list is, you know, I must be doing something right. So, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, man. So it's, Yeah, to get to get notoriety and uh, and, and notoriety, notoriety and fame or, or whatever isn't everything or accolades and whatnot. But, man, in a, in a job sometimes that, that feels thankless and uh, here again, the unseen hours, all those things that you put into it, which I'm imagining that's how you got that recognition in the first place, going the extra mile. Man, sure feels good. Somebody gives you even a pat on the back and says, hey, coach, good job. Not, hey, coach, what are we looking like this year? Every time somebody right. sees you, you know, which, which there, there's a place for that too, yeah. But, man, that that, that must have felt good. And, and I'm glad you're saying you took it the way you did and you, you're processing it the way you did because I, I I don't know if I would have. Coach, I'll be honest with you. If I, when I was under 30, I was a fiery guy and, and to the point where I probably would have just – been like yeah i got this but great stuff coach I, I really do appreciate that perspective so now where you're at uh what do you feel like you bring to that program in particular uh well I, you know i think one th one thing that i do blame bring um you know i bring a blue collar mentality you know uh you know i'm a, i'm gonna i'm gonna get in early i'm gonna leave late you know i'm gonna work i'm gonna work as hard as i can you know, make sure our, our guys are, you know, has the right classes, you know, the guys are working out, um, you know, that, that's, those are two big things, but also too having the experience, you know, playing at an HBCU, giving that perspective to our guys is something that I think is real important to my head coach. Um, you know, um, just being able to, to know the lay of the land, you know, um, you know, and just being able to kind of articulate to the guys, you know, that I, I've been in their shoes, you know, I've been in a place like they've, they're in and um you know being able just to be be an outlet for them um you know just because it's you know it can be some distractions at any school um but you know being able to, to talk to my experiences with them um and also being a being a listening ear for them has been I think one of the biggest values that I bring yeah so like you you talk about you know what you do for your head coach as well I mean, you, uh, yourself the rest of the staff coach Crafton and y'all looking at something like, okay, we got to build culture. We got to push our push this forward and not let anything derail us. And we get, so you got to be really sure about who you are. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, for sure. you know, kind of looking back at some of your experiences that'll propel you forward, you know, given the national championship that you, that you won at the JUCO level, uh, how has, you know, what have you learned through success and through failure in, in the profession that'll help you moving forward? Well, for, for me, um, you know, my first job was at Richard Bland College. Um, it was a junior college. And uh, we won a, a national championship my second year. Um, so, you know, being a young coach, you're thinking that, you know, like I'm, you know, just good coach and, I, you know, whatever I, I do touches, turns to gold, you know, um, you know, it, it led to some, some opportunities, you know, which is, this, you know, the success side of the things. But I think, honestly, that the failures – um, it's probably the most important because it, it teaches you 
on what to do and what not to do. You know, um, after I won that national championship, I, I, I took another job at Shenandoah University. And two years later, I mean, you know, my staff got let go. Wow. So, you know, and, and for me, it just taught me that, you know, at any moment, you know, it can be taken away from you. Yeah. Um, so you're going to, you know, have that same championship mentality when you're winning. And, and also, too, when, when you lose, you know, just being able to do the things that, that you got to do, um, you know, to, to stay to stay in, in the profession, you know, because it's, it's, it's a tough business. It, it, it's very tough. Um, but that, that taught me to just it humbled me. You know, I, I needed that, you know, early in my career. I thought I was, you know, I was fortunate for the opportunity of winning a national championship as early as I did. But then, you know, that my next two years getting let go just really put a lot of things in perspective for me. And like I said, it, it humbled me yeah. a great deal. I imagine so, Coach. So kind of looking back to as well, and then, you know, because at, at different points in our careers, we're not we're not the guy on the floor, you know, and we're not the right. guy with the nice shoes stomping on the ground and talking to the refs more than we probably should. But, uh, you know, thinking back about those 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 times of humility as well, uh, because those times come in different shapes and forms, usually from staff, usually from you know administration, maybe even, uh, you know, people close to the program when it comes to feedback or criticism. So how how do you process both of those both feedback and criticism? Well, for for me now, um, you know, being in this profession, you got to have tough skin. I mean, you, you're not going to do everything right, um, you know, all the time. So being able to to take that that criticism, be open in ears, and to to get better, you know, because ultimately. Yeah. You know, one day, you know, everybody has aspirations that's in this profession to potentially maybe be a head coach. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to be the one giving feedback to an assistant coach. So for me, you know, what I do is, you know, I take it, I take it in stride, you know, um, whatever my head coach tells me, yeah. you know, and um, I try to get better. You know, I use it to, to get better. You know, I think that's, if after you have that approach and that mindset, um, you know, it, it'll help you. That's great, coach. Get better, man. I like, that when you see somebody talking and they're, and they're giving you some kind of feedback, you know, the internal thinking that's going on at that time has to be take out, take out maybe even some of the negativity of what they're saying, but also apply like I got to get better through this. Whatever they're saying, if there's any bit of truth, let me take those pieces of it and apply it to to my life, to my career, to whatever it is they're telling me. So, yeah, get better. You know, I stress that a lot get better every day. And that's, uh, that's kind of the goal with feedback and criticism. So coach, I want you to finish this sentence for me. Uh, the life of a college coach is. The life of a college coach is rewarding. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me, just, you know, being able to, to touch people's lives, you know, um, give an impact to young people. I mean, that's, that's more than wins and losses to me, you know? Yeah seeing somebody come you come in as an 18 year old kid and leave a 22 year old man and mm -hmm. being able to you know be in a society and, and have a successful life is yeah it's, it's just a rewarding experience yeah there's nothing like that man uh you know at every job or every team that i've ever coached uh, it was never i mean it was it was about the game don't get me wrong 
but it was really never about the game. It was always about building those relationships. And here again, like you're talking about a process over time where they come in boys and they leave men. And yep. that, that's a great perspective to have coach about the college coaching life. It's awesome. I love that rewarding, really good stuff. So coach, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think, you know, what I've learned over my career is is how determined and persistent I am. Um, you know, um, just it goes back to my playing days, you know, um, just when I was playing in high school, you know, um, you know, I got a lot of attention. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he was I wasn't big enough or I wasn't fast enough or whatever the case may be. So I use that to have a chip on my shoulder and I still have that chip on my shoulder. So, you know, just being able to prove people wrong, you know, um, you know, it's a lot of people out here who don't think you can do something, but for me, that kind of fuels me to, you know, I'm going to prove people wrong. And, you know, that's one thing that I've learned is just being determined, you know, cause you know, like I said, I've gotten let go, you know, from a job. So I know a lot of people, you know, had to do something different, you know, but I was determined to, you know what, I'm going to land back off my feet, you know, and, and I'm going to find something. And, um, you know, God, you know, rewarded me. And you know, I got another coaching job and we went to the Final Four in those two years, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, just being determined and persistent, you know, um, I think those are the two things I've learned since, since I've been, you know, in my young career. That's great, Coach. I, I like when coaches talk about having a chip on their shoulder and having an edge. That kind of gives you your edge. Because uh, too many times we can get pretty here again in a comfort zone and your comfort is your cage and, and, and you're just stuck in there. Uh, but when you have a chip, it's like here again, either you're trying to prove people wrong or prove yourself right, uh, whichever, right. whichever approach you take. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff, coach. So looking forward I, here again, I, I know you're just kind of here again throughout the beginning stages of your career. And from what, and from the looks of it, you're gonna have a real long career, coach. And uh, yeah. so, so I Thank think, you. yeah, I so, hope so. Yeah, no. So I think about kind of a working legacy for yourself. You know, you've laid out a, a pretty good foundation at this point. So at the end of it all, your career and whatnot, what would you want your legacy to be? Oh man, that's another good question. Uh, my legacy. Um, you know, I, I want to be known for to someone that did it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we all want to win games. You want to win championships, but you know, for me, you know, being able to, to touch lives in a positive manner and, um, and creating everlasting memories, you yeah. know, just, you know, just is everybody that, you know, we're going to stop coaching, you're going to stop playing. And, you know, just every time I go to the barbershop and some older guys in there, they're talking about the old times and, yeah, you know, good old days, you know, how the good old days. And, you know, and I think that's at the end of the day, that's what you have is those memories. And if you can create some good ones, um, you know, just what I've done over the years, I've created some memories with, with a lot of different players. Um, and that's something that they'll take for the rest of their lives. And I think that's just something that's just so valuable, um, you know, and, you know, my mom, she, she actually passed away uh, two years ago. Um, but when she passed away, uh, there was a lot of people that I didn't know would come up and, you know, gave me my condolences. Um, but you know, she touched a lot of people's lives, you yeah. know, and for, for me, that's something that I want to do, um, being able to touch lives like she did. You know, people was coming up to me saying, your mom gave me an internship. 
she didn't have to do it. You know, she did these things. And I think, you know, with her, you know, you know, passed away, she still showed me and and still teaching me to this day that, you know, um, your legacy lives on, you know, even when if you're you're long and gone, you know, the things she did and she showed me is just, that's what I want to strive to do. So that's great coach. You know, uh, we, we deal with loss differently, you know, when it comes to losing a loved one, a family member, a mother, a father, uh, that legacy means everything. Cause sometimes we learn more about them when they're gone than when they were here and continue to learn more about them through other people's lives. Like you said, about, you know, people coming up to you and saying things like, wow, I'm learning more about her. And that's just, right. fan- that's fantastic coach. Cause that her legacy lived through you as well. Uh, not just because sure. you know, not just because you were her baby, because you were that too, uh, but <laughs> yeah. but also because she multiplied herself in you, and and that's that's fantastic, Coach. So I thank you for your time, Coach. I really appreciate it uh, for making the time, <clears throat> for taking the time to be with us today, and and I look forward to what you what your future has in your career, Coach. And and I definitely will be keeping up with you and uh, and the team this year. So I thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, man. Um, you know, I want to thank you for, you know, giving us coaches, you know, the platform that, you know, to, to, to you know, tell our stories. You know, yeah. I think that's something that, that is, you know, just listening to your podcast, just listening to different people's stories. You know, it's just uplifting, you know, to, to just hear some of the things these guys are talking about. So being one of these guys to be able to talk to you about my story has just been great. And I just want to appreciate, you know, thank you for, for everything you've done with that and also you know giving me a chance to tell my story so great stuff coach no i'm very humbled by it all and so thankful that it's having any kind of uh, impact or help out there it's just here again very humbling and and here again i I thank you for being on because it's people like you that make this thing go i'm just a facilitator man and uh so i appreciate those kind words coach but but really really i do thank you for your time Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and you can even follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47. Thank you.